That's good. <laughs> there you go. The new theme song? There you go, Nar. Um, <laughs> we, uh, we, we, we do warm-ups here in the Geekscape studio to get ourselves prepped for each episode. Vocal warm-ups. Oh. Hey, I owe you and sometimes why? Um, so that's our warm up. This is Geekscape episode 118, and uh, we're bringing you uh, latest news and reviews in the world of movies, video games, and comics. I'm joined by my good friend Nar Williams here. He's been on the episode. Uh, he's been on the show a lot, right? A I've been on times? twice so far. Only twice? This is my hat trick. Because you and I see each other a lot. Yeah, we do. Well, we're so, working on another project together. So we are, but for those of you guys who are new to this project... It's not a porno. Geekscape, uh, you guys are in for a treat. Every week I like to get a, um, a guest who can talk movies, video games, and comics to sit on the couch with me and just have at it. Sincere, legit conversation yeah. between two geeks and Mr. Brian Gilmore over here. Not feeling the best. Uh, you're sick. Now what, I am. What, what's the deal? I try to have an uh, I try to have an understudy come along. Yeah, VJ, VJ, guys. Usually, well, v- well v- VJ covered for you last week, right. as you guys know from listening to the last episode, because uh, your girlfriend was in town. Right. And she uh, left, got me sick. She left, got you sick, and you had called me yesterday and said, "Listen, if you can get VJ, get VJ to record the show." And, and I was like, "Okay, well, uh, last." No, I believe the exact words were, "No sweat." Yeah, no, no sweat, no sweat. It's it's a little last minute, but VJ is always up for helping us out. I called VJ this morning, guys. This is huge for those of you guys in the Geekscape audience. Let's go ahead and brace yourselves, sit down, take a deep breath. Uh, I called VJ this morning to get him to come and record the show, and I hear this. What's up, man? And I said, VJ, where, where are you? I'm in my car. He's wearing a Vader mask. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm in my car, says, says VJ. Um, I said, where are you going? Mississippi. You're, you're driving to Mississippi? Yeah, I'm moving. <laughs> this is how I found out this morning. That one of your good friends is moving <laughs> and, away. And I, I said, Vijay, you're, you're leaving L.A.? Like, you're not coming back? He goes, no, nah, not if there's not a reason. And, and I said, well, why didn't you tell us? We could have hung out. I could have seen you off, helped you pack. Like, the things that you do. Guys with do. You, you yeah. fr- friends do. Yeah, sure. And, uh, and he said, no, nah, I mean, I taped the show last, last week. <laughs> and he, th- he, he thought that was his goodbye? I don't know. I mean, it doesn't really count because it's just me sitting here talking with Logan Crow and he's by the camera and it's just... Some people have a hard time with goodbyes, clearly. You think that's what it is? Yeah, yeah. Clearly, VJ has... You know, some people have an issue. For a hyper entity that lives in the future and the past, like, <laughs> simultaneously, maybe there are no goodbyes for him. You know what I mean? Uh, okay. And, and he'll the, see us again on the other like, side. Like, he'll, he'll see us on the other, like, once everything gets digitally mapped into a computer matrix, he'll see us <laughs> as his god, as his eight-armed god, as our god, as our god. What I'm thinking is, um, remember last week, no, no, I started thinking, like, well, like wow, this is kind of weird. Like, we may not see VJ again. Unless we do the Mississippi episode, uh, and, uh, and and I was like, "This is crazy." And he's like, "Well, I'll see you online and stuff," which, you know, we, we know he inhabits the online sphere, po- pretty big. Uh, but this is huge. I mean, VJ's been a part of this audience going back to the first show, Geek Drome, being a part of this from the beginning. Uh, this is, I mean, it took the wind out of me. I'm sure there are people in the audience right now being like, "Wait, what? VJ's gone? Why not Gilmore?" Like and I and I must tell you, I'm trying to shake him. This this mercury I put in his food obviously wasn't enough to kill him, but he is. He sick. got sick. He did get sick. Yeah. Baby steps. Baby steps. Uh, you said you got it from your girlfriend. I poisoned her first. I poisoned her gun. Uh, Crabs. <laughs> really, what? Jonathan? What? You, you, that's what you poisoned. Really. Yeah. So um, yes. the the VJ thing really is a kick. Uh, in the nuts. The, in as the they nuts. Say. That is that is a blow. Uh, I don't I don't know what to tell you guys. It is as surprising to me. Mississippi's a happening place. I and um, it is as happening to me. Yeah, if you run a riverboat, uh, it is it is as shocking to me as it is to you guys. But thank you. We do have Brian Gilmore here starting the show Good off. Job Gilmore sucking it up, coming I mean, in sick. <sighs> thank you, Gilmore, for being here when you didn't want to be here. Okay. So, I'm sorry. I will make it worth your while. Nar Williams, guys, has a lot coming up. Um, I'm here to plug. It turns, as much it turns out that Nar Williams, to me, has only been here three times. 
If you guys, if that's not good enough for you guys, Nar's working on a couple things. What's this deal on the Science Channel? Okay, I'm done. What is the Science Channel deal? Uh, that, that, that seems like something that a lot of people can watch. Yeah, I, I think everybody who's a Geekscape is definitely going to... In the U.S. <laughs> is going to dig this. Who has the sure. U.S. cable provider? <laughs> cable, satellite, whatever. Yeah, okay. I, I, Science Channel is one of the Discovery Network okay. channels. So, if so you, you get Discovery, extra, like $20. Well, I think if you get Discovery Channel, you should probably get Science Channel somewhere around there. You know, But on the listing guide. At, at any rate, on May 26th, it's a Tuesday at 9 p.m. What is this? Uh, a new TV show called Science of the Movies... Okay, oh. hosting yours truly. There you go. Okay, and so I'm interviewing all the visual effects doing? geeks. Like Will K? Uh, huh? Like Will K, our very own Will K, who like, works in uh, over there at ImageWorks. Like John, like John Dykstra, who, oh, wow. who you know, who <laughs> did the time. Dykstra Flex mm -hmm. for Star Wars, Academy Award winner. John Fraser, Academy Award winner. Uh, I'm actually packing my bags in two days and going up to Skywalker Ranch to interview uh, people up there. Wow. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm contemplating if I should take my Jedi ro robes and my lightsaber. No, yeah, right? No. no. Why well, not? Well, is it part of the segment? Do you think, could you make it part of the segment? Yeah, well... Yeah. Not? If not, then you're just a dork. What what, what other <laughs> chance am I gonna have? You know well, what, what I mean? do you want to? What what's the purpose? I mean, think thinking of, like what are you gonna do with? I'm that? actually gonna be uh, working with the, some people at the Lucasfilm and and sure you're, I know gonna you're, show me some stuff on Clone I know you, Wars. I know, you, I know I know you're gonna be getting interviewed. Which do you watch Clone Wars? Already? I don't watch any of that stuff. Clone Wars is great. Do you yeah. watch it? Clone Good. Wars is great. Listen, Nar, let me, let me tell you about Clone Wars. I just got interviewed for this documentary called The People vs. George Lucas. You can find... You can find oh, no. The, you can, you're, you're one of the haters. It, it, it's not a hater documentary. It's a documentary that, that interviews a, like a wide span of people. Some lovers, some haters, some people in the middle. And to me, I'm just like, dude, George Lucas, whatever. I don't know the guy. I can't speak for him. But, but I can speak about the fact that the Clone Wars... You've got Anakin Skywalker running around. And I'm thinking, this is somebody... This is a kid's show, right? This is a cartoon kids are going to watch. And this guy's running around. He becomes Darth Vader and commits genocide across a galaxy. Why not make a cartoon called Hitler and Friends? Or, like, <laughs> no. Mussolini the Younger Years or some shit like that. Like, it's retardedly immoral to be celebrating somebody who's going to be doing this in it a story. It's retarded. It's not that immoral. The I Talib mean, badasses coming soon to Cartoon <laughs> Network. Teenage Mutant Taliban Killers. It's like so. Are you stuff. saying? Can, are you one of those people that? Why can't, would I watch this? Are you one with? of those people who can't enjoy O.J. Simpson's work in, na in the Naked Gun series because of what happened? I'm watching because of Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> why would you? Why? My point. Why is this, my point Why is, are you compartmentalizing? My point is just because Anakin becomes Vader doesn't mean he, 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 there aren't fun adventures to be had with young Anakin and Ahsoka. Yeah, well, I like that Hitler painting you have hanging in your apartment. Stop is that an original? Because he was at one time a young artist, and, and maybe you're a big fan of his work. At any rate, Sides of the Movies, May 26, Tuesday, 9 p.m. on Science you Channel. Having, are you having fun doing this series? <laughs> like, fucking, like, oh, I saw a great. picture of you with, with like a Transformer. Yes. So, so you, you obviously separated the quality of that last film from your work. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I try. I, I'm asking the tough questions. I, I try to stay positive about the, the sci-fi projects that right. I cover, obviously because I'm interacting with the people making them. And they're covering your paycheck. <laughs> and, 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 and then I end up on the Geekscape couch, and Jonathan's like, yeah. Forcing you to be critical. Yes, trying okay. to. Force me to be critical. So you can watch uh, my buddy the Shill uh, <laughs> <laughs> on the Science Network. Yeah, the May, Science Channel. Science Channel, May twenty second. May twenty sixth, you son of a. Bitch. May twenty sixth. Wow, now can you just say it, please? You just say it again. Okay, here's uh, the deal. And I will run an inaccurate graphic at now, the bottom of the screen. <laughs> you know, here's the deal. Uh, Science Channel, May twenty sixth. <laughs> Tuesday, 9 p.m., okay? It's called Science of the Movies, hosted by Nar Williams. And you can follow me at twitter.com slash Williams, which brings me to this. Get out of here. Which brings me to this. For every person who doesn't watch, Nar is going to have a bag, uh, a sack full of puppies, and he will hit it with a hammer for every person who does not watch the show. So please save a life. Watch the show. Which, which brings me to this. Yeah, what is it? Okay. I, when I got on Twitter back in November or December, whatever it was. Oh, it was recent. Yeah, it was pretty recent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and uh, and uh, so I get on it, and I and I the first thing I do is I know I know because you're an early adapter. I go, Jonathan. I'm an early adapter and abandoned. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So so I know. I know. I know Jonathan's gonna be on it. I know Jonathan's gonna be on it. Okay. I so I look. I find you. I'm like, okay, all right, great. Jonathan's here. I know. I know the. I know you're gonna have a bunch of followers already. All right, here's Jonathan. I, I see your last fucking updates from September, and it says, I think it literally says, um, this dumb site, <laughs> stop following me, nothing interesting's gonna happen. That's what it says. That's what it says. And I'm like, you motherfucker. Has anything interesting, have, yes. you, have you posted anything interesting? Dude, Twitter is really phenomenal phenomenal Tool service and I, and I don't think that I, don't, I, I mean I don't think that you should just to belittle it as easily as you do <laughs> it's pretty easy <laughs> it's a great way to share links and information like for example if I'm I fucking I am the fucking Julius Irving of ripping on shit okay it, it comes easy to me I see something stupid and I go that's stupid alright uh, but it's not stupid it's a, it's a great way to share links it's a great way to keep up with people, and uh, hey, you know if no uh, if in, I, insincerity made easy. I like it. No, uh, no, stop. <laughs> I feel like you're. I feel like I feel like you're someone who's on MySpace in the early two thousands trying to explain it to bikers. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who needs that? <laughs> it's great. I can share links with people I don't talk to on a normal basis. Why are they? Why are you react? Why are you? Are you just putting your shit out there? No, it's no. A, okay. That's so not, that is not interpersonal communication. No, no, no. Here, here, here's what it is. I find something. That is not having a relationship. I find something interesting on Geekscape. You I do. I get up. <laughs> I, I grab the link and I tweet to everybody else who may not know about Geekscape, okay, okay. and I say, "Hey, check out this cool article. You know, a thousand he's ways to be a, a gay geek on Geekscape. You know, or you know whatever." Right. He he's using Twitter as a tool. As a tool. Um, now, <laughs> don't make me go JCBD. That's on instant play now. Uh, so no, no. Uh, okay, guys, so we are looking forward to it. You should. You should. We're looking forward. to the, the science of the movies. Of the, movies. Yes. the science of the movies. Yes. May twenty sixth. Yes. Nine p.m. Eastern time, Pacific time. Fantastic. You people in Mississippi, BJ. <sighs> that's it. That's like eight p.m. for you. Yeah. Um, there's another project we got called in to do for, like, the network Crave Online. Yeah. You guys know them because they have, like, ComingSoon.net, is that right? They have, like, uh, uh, Superhero Hype Superhero is Hype. under their umbrella. They're just yeah. basically, like, a bunch of sites that they've acquired and put together in, like, an, um, that umbrella. The cool sites, comic book, <clears throat> gaming, movie Wrestling. <laughs> UFC. <laughs> MMA. Yeah. Uh, so, um, we got asked to do this show. What is this show? Nar, what is this show? I'm going to keep you shilling it. This show's great. Uh, this show what is, is fantastic. Uh, and, and I'm so stoked because <laughs> um, it's it's called Heads Up. Right. Right? Yeah? Yeah. Uh, uh, this guy, head writer. Right. Head writer for there Heads Up right here. I was in my so car. So you know it's funny. They wanted to call the show something else. What? It, right? And yeah. They wanted to call it something else. And yeah. I was in my car. And I was like, well, this is what the show is. Okay, guys, you guys are going to be getting it. This coming Monday, oh, you're gonna, May fourth. Like uh, you'll see it on Geekscape. You'll see it in a, a lot of different places. Because basically, what it's AT and T branded content. AT and T wanted to do a show that was something that previewed that month in movies, video games, comics, and they they basically wanted to do that and put it everywhere on the internet. We can put it on Geekscape. We can put it on all these different. And sites. they didn't care what it was, so they were just like <laughs> no. they, they were just like here, come up with something. Yeah, come up with stuff. And and so we're like, okay, Nara's gonna host it. Our buddy Chris is gonna direct it. And, uh, You're gonna write it, and, and I'm gonna write it, and I'm basically just writing shit. And like, then, it, and, it, it and literally then, took me an hour to write this thing, and it wasn't even that great. Well, you, you read it and you liked it. Well, it's it's great. It's like we, we it's basically we got together in a room like this, and we kind of just talked about what were the cool we're things this month. We what are we gonna cover? cover? We're gonna cover this, this, the and Terminator, this. this video game, this comic book. You write a script. And by the way, he's also a correspondent. You're a correspondent. Yes, yeah, so you're going to be on camera too. Um, but it's it looks beautiful. The set is gorgeous. Mm -hmm. There's a hot chick in it. In every episode. In there, every there episode, a there's a hot chick. chick. Yeah. Um, there's a robot band. 
mm-hmm. which I'm pretty sure were the only talk show with a robotic house band. NAR is hosting that. Uh, NAR is hosting. I'm writing, doing a little bit of correspondence, but there's going to be a lot of little... If you guys watch it's it, because I'm writing the damn thing, if you guys watch it as Geekscape fans, <laughs> there will be plenty of little things in there that you guys will enjoy. Little oh, there's Easter a lot eggs, of Easter eggs. Little cameos, yeah. little things that get you excited. Um, and it's only five minutes long. So unlike this behemoth that I bring you guys every every week, this is once a month, yeah. first Monday of the month. Yeah. You guys get this little bite-sized preview of the month, you know, so you guys can, can see NAR spout about, you know, for May, it's like Star Trek, Terminator. Right. Uh, the video games are... Uh, All sorts of stuff. <laughs> Pirates versus ninjas dodgeball is a serious joke in this upcoming episode. And then, um, uh, of course, being, and then, and being a Green Lantern fan, Blackest Night, baby. And, 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 and Night. the other thing is, because we're a young show, obviously this is our first episode. Yeah. We don't have guests lining up for it, so we might. Oh, uh, well, I had to go. I had to go outside of the Earth sphere. Completely. I had, out to, I had of to go the... way out to find the guests for this episode. Very you guys special. will see it. Very yes. special guest. I called yeah. up, didn't want to do it, and I said, listen, if you don't do it, I'll blow the fucking planet up. Yeah. You got to come. So, you guys look for that. That's May 4th. May 4th. And it's coming up this Monday. Yeah. called Heads Up, and uh, let us know what you guys think, because we we have like a like an eight-episode order going through December. Yeah, and uh, I, I and imagine people like if, it. There's a good, if there's a good amount of feedback, you know, hopefully we'll get another order. <laughs> Replace Nah with the motherfucking that guy who calls in, Jonathan. I hate him. <laughs> um, yeah, so craveonline.com. There we go. I've seen It'll it be again. on Geekscape. And we're both totally shilling. You got a Geekscape shirt. This is my blog. This is AchieveNerdvana.com right here. How do you know that by looking at that? Uh, I don't know. I just I, I work in the language of symbols. At least people see this, and they <laughs> at least people see this, and they think that it's either Geekscape or Geeks Cafe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, this kind of looks like an F. Cafe. Yes. I should have a little spaceman go away and have a little barista with glasses. Remind me to buy Geeks Cafe. Geeks Cafe. Yeah, Geeks Cafe. Serving up hot loads of geek. Um. So. Nar, uh, yes. what else you got to shill? Oh, we got, I, I have more to shill. Like yeah. what? Okay, uh, I'm also doing, I also do produce a podcast called Nerd Bunker. Yeah, we know that. It's nerdbunker.com, but it's recently gone over some changes because I've been so busy with my schedule co-hosting it. Oh, we're fine. We're fine. Chill whatever you want. I've been so, I've been so, I've been, <laughs> I've been so busy. Fucking just... I've been busy with my other shit. So what I did was I went out and I and I found these two. Unemployed. You'll do. Uh, unemployed morning zoo radio hosts. You, you know these guys. You know okay. these guys. You know every these morning zoo shows that are just just so ridiculous. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, what's up? It's the pirate and the wild man. You know. Right. You know, right. Kind of, <laughs> Gorilla so, and goose here. In the so so what I did is I found these these idiots that total morons that used to do this this morning zoo out in the high desert mm-hmm. called Goober and the Viking. Goober and the Viking. And uh, I got them the I got over. I got them the host. The, the Nerd Bunker podcast. Like an audio. Because I thought it was an interesting combination. Morning Zoo radio host covering geek news. Oh, you, you, I, I never you, you thought didn't that think, You didn't done. think that the combination of a goober and a viking was an interesting combination? <laughs> so, so uh, it's really had a, a positive response. You know, by People, I think, probably like it better than when I was doing it. And it's called uh, NerdBunker.com. It's a Nerd Bunker with mm-hmm. goober and a viking. So... Uh, check that out too. It's it's like we do it twice. They do it twice a week. So Holy crap! It's an audio podcast. It's okay. not video. So, okay. Yeah. And then and then you got achieve nerdvana. And then achievenerdvana.com is the blog. Jesus Christ! I really feel like I feel like no, John no, Travolta no. in the 1990s. Yeah. Total overexposure. <laughs> Talking dog. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> that movie did. And that and lastly. Oh Jesus! I got a weekly Christ. column coming up on Geekscape. Bullshit. You do. You do. We've been talking about this it. Is our, really, guys, this is our months. features editor here, Brian Gilmore. Nar Williams, our... No, but here's the thing. I have to do it. I have to do it. What is it? Because Science Channel just put out a press release about me and included in it, they said, I have a weekly call on my Geekscape. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Science Channel. <laughs> so I'm like, all right. Incentive. I've been waiting uh, guys, months guys. for this shit. Uh, hey, I've been doing the guys. BSG reviews. It's fun. I guys. like those. those are, and as, the, main graphic, the main graphic is hilarious. All right, thank guys, you. Uh, <laughs> to, to let you guys, give you guys insight of the audience of Geekscape, <laughs> I'm the top of the totem pole. Yeah. I don't know any of this shit's going on. <laughs> I'm like, what? You didn't know about this? I didn't know you got a write-up. I didn't know that you had a fucking like, article that you're now 
socially like <laughs> obligated to do. I'm totally forced to finally fucking do it. What is, what is, I think what, if you go back to the God. first podcast, our first geek oh, tape yeah, I did I with write you, for you guys. We're we were talking about. It. That's what we were talking about. The first. What the hell would this article be? Uh, it's not an article. It's a weekly column. But what is it? Oh, it's a, essentially the what same. What is going to be on our site? <laughs> like, what is it's essentially be? the same kind of stuff I blog about, which like is what? cutting edge science and technology. What robotic shit not to stick your dick in? Stop it. Okay. It's going to be called pulp, what robotic pulp shit science. not to stick your dick in? It's going to be called pulp science. Pulp so science. Like science, Sci- like science. The real science between like maybe nanobots that they use in the Marvel okay. Universe. The, Tor- kind of okay. the real version of that shit. Okay, Satorial. Love that. If, if you see cool shit in a comic book or in a movie and you, huh, I wonder if that really could be real. Could you stick your dick in it? <laughs> Actually, I mean, come on. As, as the editor-in-chief, I would like for you to take that concept, <laughs> sex it up a little bit, by saying, hey, if you saw something in a movie or comic book and you thought to yourself, could I stick a dick in it? Mm. That's what the article should be. All right, well, just come from I'm the just top think- I'm just thinking about the audience. We're 20 minutes. Did All I right. Should we start covering actual movies? I, I was, I was, I was going to cover um, <clears throat> a movie. I'm not going to do that. Let's get right what into movie? it. I was going to talk about this uh, Russell Crowe Ben Affleck movie. How was it? Did um, you see it? Yeah, I liked it. I, I liked this movie. It was like the last um, political thriller we got was Body of Lies. And Which I thought was pretty good. Yeah, it was good. This, this one I think is a little bit better. It has a little bit more of a of of the deal with um, like running the newspaper. You know, Russell Crowe's like an experienced reporter. Uh, the girl from the Notebook is like an under. You know, she just runs like the online blog. Mm-hmm. She starts getting involved in the story about the death of a senator's aide. Mm-hmm. Ben Affleck's a senator going after like uh, a military defense. You know, free, freelance company that, that Isn't you know, kind of a kinda, lot like the Mark Foley <laughs> thing, or, or was it Mark Foley? Like, back it's, in it just reminds me a lot of uh, it, it's, it's just a well put together political thriller. It's based on a, on, a, on a British property, and um, they brought it over. And I think, uh, like, if you guys want to watch a, a political thriller, which you may not want to watch this time of year, this is the one to do, or this is the one Netflix. You there's like really good performances by different people. Uh, uh, like Jeff I, Daniels I, is in it. Yeah, we've got. Um, I like political thriller. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Jason Bateman. Has Who directed a, it? I don't know, but it's it's really well written, really well put together. My one grief is at the end, there's kind of like a slip of the tongue that hands it to them, mm. like oh really? Mm. And I don't like that kind of Deus Ex Machina writing. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, throughout the entire movie, you're you know it's it's fun. It's good to see Ben Affleck back and back. Back kicking ass on the big screen. I've always been a fan of his. You guys yeah. know that. Really? Have you, you know that? Uh, I thought Gone Baby Gone was the shit. Did you see Gone Baby Gone? Uh, I thought it was pretty good. I mean, I, okay, I, I, okay. I, hey, I, I, I've I said thought... it on the show before. Take everything, the style, the directing, every the, the writing, telling a daredevil story. Yeah, that'd be, that's, that'd be fucking yeah. sweet. Yeah, that'd be very sweet. Hollywood ain't hard, friends. Hollywood um, ain't hard. One of the reasons I like Body of Lies is because of Ridley Scott. I mean, mm-hmm. Ridley Scott is just I like. Yeah, this isn't this isn't this isn't that kind of directing. It, it's uh, visually, but uh, it's, it's tight storytelling. It's A to B to C to D, mm-hmm. and then finding out that something at B was the linchpin that changes everything. And uh, so, if you guys like that kind of uh, political, you know what kind thriller, of geopolitical kind of uh, like crazy shit that I dig? Fucking GI Joe versus Cobra. Yeah, you were. I didn't know about this. Did you know that Cartoon Network was putting up like these anime versions of like, G.I. Joe, Joe Resolute, written by Warren Ellis? Yo, Joe. Did you know this? Warren Ellis is writing some oh, like G.I. Joe like it's little so fucking mini badass, webisodes. Dude. It's so bad. It's called G.I. Joe Resolute. It's called G.I. Joe Resolute. It's an anime style uh, cartoon. It's on Adult Swim. It's the pieces of it have been released every day for a week now on AdultSwim.com, culminating. In the big one-hour, uh, you know, that happened premiere. Saturday night. That's happening Saturday or happened Saturday night, yeah, right? Midnight, uh, and it's good. Warren Ellis wrote it. Snake Eyes is fucking sliced. And, it, and it's, it's violent. Cla- it, it's I mean, it's classic. violent. It's, it's for adults. Yeah, it's great. It's it's really good. I had no idea this existed until Nar sat down. I was like, hey man, I was thinking about talking about this on the show, and I looked it up on the internet, and I was like, absolutely impressed by it. Yeah, it's really completely really good. cool. It's good stuff. If you haven't watched it, watch it. Adult Swim. G.I. Joe Resolute. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Do yeah, you, now, now, did they bring back the fridge? Remember the fridge? Refrigerator <laughs> Perry the fr- was hospitalized Perry. this week, this past week, and I, and I just remember that he was one of the mail-off G.I. Joe figures you could mail off for. Yeah, was, strangely enough, so was Stephen Hawking. I wonder if they were involved in Really? This, yeah. G. G., you could get a G.I. Joe... <laughs> no, no, Stephen Hawking was hospitalized this week. He was. Yeah, he was. He's better now. VJ, come save me. I will see you in the nanosphere. 
they, they, you know, maybe. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so that happened. Uh, did you see Robert Rodriguez? Just uh, I sign, feel sign, like Gilmore's what? about to pass out. Like, do you want Gilmore's to share sick. something? Gilmore's pretty sick. sick. No, I'm good. All right. Okay. He's a trooper. All right. Um, Robert Rodriguez uh, signed on to do Predators, which is a bit of a reboot right. of the Predator franchise. Yeah, that's right. And what? And, and we, we question Gilmore. Would it take from after? There's nothing wrong with one. Well, listen, you can do... The, okay. Well, like a Superman return. No, here's the deal. Here's the deal. When I was a college senior in Philly, I went and interviewed Robert Rodriguez for the, the Penn newspaper. Uh, my buddy Seth and I, we co-wrote an article interviewing Robert Rodriguez. The majority of that interview, which was supposed to be about the first Spy Kids, I, I mean, Robert Rodriguez was the coolest guy to spend 20 minutes with interviewing. Um he was saying stuff like, oh, man, I'm, you know, I'm, I just signed a deal to do Once Upon a Time in Mexico. We're supposed to shoot this summer. I guess I better write it. <laughs> it kind of explains why the script, whatever. But one thing that he would just went on and on and on about was how when he was, before Desperado, when he was like 24 and, and just gotten the, the whole clout from El Mariachi, he came out and signed with an agent whose, uh, whose other client was Jean-Claude Van Damme. So his agent shared, the agency had Jean-Claude Van Damme, and, and he met Van Damme briefly and said, and, and was given the opportunity by Fox to say, listen, can you write something as a writing assignment on the Predator franchise? So he wrote a Predator movie based mainly on the Predator homeworld. Van Damme was the villain. Dutch was the hero. No shit. And he was telling us, he said, he said, I, he said I just wrote for the, you know, I just wrote it. Not thinking about budget, just as a writing assignment. And so you guys are hearing all this news about predators, but this is a treatment that's been in existence for a long time, fifteen years. And the, the and what he, I can tell you this is what he told us about the treatment. And if I find the article online somewhere, I'll publish it. And you guys can see my senior year of college writing. Uh, but basically, the story started out on the ocean, like the open ocean, like the eighteen hundreds. And you see these two kind of pirate ships battling, right? Arr. And the pirates are getting killed by cloaked. Individuals, and they're predators, right? You see, the, like the cloaked predators with the chameleon technology, and they're getting killed off. One of the predators uh, picks up the pistol that Danny Glover gets in Predator Two. Mm. You find out how the predators got that pistol. When the, they uncloak, it's revealed that they're not predators. They're led by a human who's played by Van Damme. He's time hopping with Predator technology. Wow! Immediately, that's the shit, right? That is cool. Dutch is the badass. So already you've got a shout out to Predator 2. Dutch is the badass from Predator 1. They capture him and they bring him to the pre Predator homeworld. Like, that's what he gets from killing a Predator. Like, and so they, they, they have this arena that's a collection of creatures that have successfully killed Predators from around the galaxy. And they bring the creatures to, to fight in an arena. So it's basically Dutch. So is the test to get into this galactic arena to kill a Predator? I, yeah, I mean, because the Predators are hunting shit around the galay, oh, And whenever awesome. they hit a dead end, they're like, wow, we got to get this shit for some entertainment. <laughs> so, so this arena is built yeah. up of like, it was basically Dutch killing, like like fighting like cockroaches and shit. Giant cockroaches. from And there was a, a young Predator. He told us the storyline. It was like... The, the, the coming of age test for a predator would be like they'd pour blood on its head and send him off into the wild and if he didn't come back he didn't come back right he's supposed to go off and kill shit and come back and the wild is like the most desolate scary ass place you can you can imagine and that there had been a predator that had failed the test and been banished from society he rescues Dutch and the two of them you know go after this Van Damme character who's doing all this badass shit he's got to be taken down so it's basically like Han Solo and Chewbacca type of team up with Dutch and this rejected predator who has to redeem himself. And he said the last page of the script was them in like like a fucking spaceship looking out at the stars, turning to each other and being like, let's get those guys. <laughs> Cut to credits for like a sequel. I don't know how much of what I just told you well, that's what is going to end up in this movie. That's what I was going to say. But like, what's the... he's only a producer. He may direct, he, but... but, but Dude, guys, if if that if that ends up on screen, that movie will be the shit. And, and I mean, we know the governor probably won't be in it. Well, but but, but that's what I was. Van Damage here, he with, can still give you some some badass. But kicks. with the news that uh, that the governor's going to be in T four and that he's completely yeah. digital. Yeah, he's totally digital. He didn't have to show up on set I'm guessing, at all. I'm and, guessing this T four stuff though. Is, you know, they, they they digitally mapped a mold from the first Predator right. Terminator movie to right. put him in this. Talk in, about in, thinking in ahead. Wait, like, what made them decide to preserve that mold? 
Well, I mean, they, they preserve that stuff. You know, you know they do. Um, you, you're doing the science of cinema. Mm-hmm. You're doing the science of the movies. Yeah, you but know, a lot of you know but, but that, that stuff deteriorates. A lot of that stuff deteriorates. Well, he, this, he may like, not look that Terminator good. Terminator was like 84. But we know that there's in the new Terminator movie, they're going to bring back the governor somehow in some form using this digital mapping. But uh, but who knows? I mean, for this, for, I mean, for an entire movie, it sounds like a I cool don't know story. If they could do yeah, it. yeah, probably not. But it sounds like a cool story, and someone else could play Dutch. Van Damme kicking ass on a This guy Channing Tatum and fighting looks like he could probably kick some ass. Or this ass. guy Sam Worthington. Yeah. In the Terminator movie. Yeah. Um, Robert Rodriguez is also on the news because it looks like he and his editor are going to be co-directing a machete movie based on the trailer that was in Grindhouse. Were they supposed to do that a long time ago? Yeah, they always talk about it. Who knows if it'll happen? Remember they're always talking about doing Madman and stuff like that. He was going to produce a Madman movie directed by the guy who did Swimming with Sharks. But who knows? I mean... A machete movie would kick ass. I mean, who's the dude in Lost right now who is also in Lawnmower Man? Uh, oh, yeah. uh, Jeff Fahey. Yeah, yeah. He plays the bad guy in, yeah. in the trailer in Machete. Yeah. He plays like the like the bad senator or governor. I would watch a machete movie. With Lawnmower Man. Immediately. Sure. Dude, uh, talk about what would be a really cool movie. It would be the Bioshock movie, and apparently that's been put on hold. Do you see that in Gore Verbinski's Bioshock And I, and I love Gore Verbinski, man. Dude, I think he's great. I knew he was going to be a genius when he directed the Bad Religion American Jesus video. Uh, yeah? <laughs> that was Gore Verbinski. Yeah? I mean, just... I enjoy directors like him, Danny Boyle, people who can tell stories in different languages. Well, shit, did they, you see you the horror, Weatherman's one of my favorite that. movies on the real. Like, that shit is awesome. That's what I'm saying. He can take stories and Nicolas Cage and tell us tell an effective story <laughs> with him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, he, could do a, he could do a pirate swashbuckle movie. He can do a horror movie. He can mm-hmm. do this. He can do that. He just, he's just a storyteller. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I was so weirded out when the director of Texas Chainsaw's remake went and did Friday the 13th. I didn't believe, I was like, why? Why would you do that? It seems like, it seems like you're just doing a, a similar movie. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, we got our boy who did Dawn of the Dead remake, and he goes on and does 300, which even though I didn't appreciate fully it, it, you know he then goes and does Watchmen he's picking different stories to tell mm-hmm. that's a sign of a good director to me and Gore Verbinski it's a shame we may not get the Bioshock movie any soon because it's a 140 million dollar price tag and like the Halo movie it's gonna go the way of Halo I think well it might and it might go the way of, uh, of different movies I and mean, this is the way movies are now they're starting to be so heavy that you have to get different revenues in to pay for the movie, you know, you 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 have to you have to do risk management. So what they're looking at now is possibly doing some kind of co-producing with a foreign body and shooting the movie in a foreign country. Right. Bring they're looking that, for major cost, tax, tax, and, tax, tax incentives, incentives yeah, things yeah. like that. So, I mean, that's that's what you got to do. I mean, Halo failed because they couldn't get a third studio involved. Jeez. Imagine the day when like three studios have to come together to make one film. I mean, that's the size of Halo. Could be the size of Bioshock. Who knows? Yeah, but, but, but for for a property like Halo, which is just like you would think that it would make the money back. How much money has the Halo property made over the last right. few it's years? It's like the highest selling video game ever, wouldn't it? Like Halo Three. Yeah, something. I mean, it's who knows. It, so I don't really get it. How they're afraid to spend what a hundred and fifty million what on if the Halo? Mo- but listen, what if the money's not there because it's in this film or this film or this film? You know what I mean? Like these studios are diversifying. You know, and investing in so many risk. You know, they're spreading the risk and investing. What if the money's not there? I just, Sorry, but we can't. I you don't know what know. I mean? Beverly Hills Chihuahua gets produced, and but Halo it gets produced doesn't. for nada. Yeah. I mean, what does that get made? <laughs> Let me think. I mean, you know that Dragon Ball Z movie? People were like, "Dude, that's a very popular property." These movies sometimes do miss. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. somebody may have been arguing, be like, "Dude, why wouldn't you put up money for Dragon Ball Z? It's a popular property." Right. 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 You missed, you know what I mean? I am looking forward to District 9, the movie that Neil oh, Blomkamp shit, was gonna, gonna, so is doing oh, now. Oh, it's going to be great. I mean... The it, short film has been online for a few films, years. The Halo stuff is all badass. Oh, it's so great. That comes out in August. Yeah, we're gonna put We'll put that, that shit on some heads up. I'm, sh- I'm stoked about that, yeah, for sure. I'm stoked it's about Moon. Like Did you see... Stuff. The Sam Rockwell movie that's at Tribeca right now? Uh, Yeah. I, I just saw the trailer. Where David like, Bowie's crazy. son directed it. Huh. Yeah. So you know it's trippy. Yeah, so you know it's trippy. Here's your heroine. And Clint Mansell does That's the music, fathering. which you know, so you know the music's good. What? That's him fathering. Here's your heroine, son. <laughs> Daddy, I'm drugged. Grows up, makes some weird movies. 
<laughs> yeah, uh, so I'm stoked about that too. It looks like uh, it looks like the indie sci-fi is a good good arena right now. Um, Sleep Dealer just came out. I haven't seen it yet. I, I what is that? It's it was another. I was, see billboards coming back from Orange County for this movie Sleep Dealer. Oh, it was a, it was, a, it was another one of these indie sci-fi flicks that was a hit at Sundance and on the festival circuit. And it's essentially about the near future, and it's about uh, 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 Mexican immigrants who are who are doing this kind of cyber work, and they're being plugged in to control machines in America to build buildings in America. Oh, that's kind of, crazy. Kind of, yeah, it looks really cool. If it's Mexican, I'll watch it. Let's go see that. Yeah, I'll, watch I'll it. totally see it. La raza. Um, so, yeah. What else we got? Uh, well, you have the we, list. This we had, is really uh, funny. Oh, yeah, this is This fun. is funny. Yeah. Guys, I, you know I, how you see me on the show and I have right, a list of right. subjects, just little notes Sorry and things like that. that. Nar came over, he was totally prepared, and I just started throwing things for him to put on his list. I'm still writing for Nar. Well, I just remember. I just, I just remembered that last time you had a notebook, and every time I watch the show, you have a notebook, and the guest mm -hmm. does. And I was like, well, maybe Let's I'll be the first the person who has a notebook. I didn't realize you. I was going to be in charge, though. Well, sometimes I can think of. I just run things off like the back, the top of my head, like last week. You know what I mean? We talked about that. We talked about that. Well, do you want to cover some funny books? Yeah, we can talk about that. Okay. Did you read you... Thor six hundred one this week? Yeah, Thor 601. This is Thor's been kicked out of Asgard, mm -hmm. and Asgard, the Asgardians are leaving Oklahoma. Where Asgard's floating over the plains, and, right. and they're relocating to Latveria. Right, and Lord Balders is is is, is smarting off to doc, to Doctor Doom. Doom. Yeah, and um, I gotta tell you, uh, this was this was kind of like a reset issue. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Episode uh, the uh, issue six hundred was cool. I love what they did with Loki, but we'll see what this does. I mean, uh, the the Mjolnir has been shattered. And, right, and Thor and his and his mortal equivalent are trying to put the put it back together. Right, they're trying to figure out. And how to I, do it. I love seeing like my favorite panels from this issue. What was the stuff with Doom and, mm -hmm. and Loki and Balder? Uh, and uh, and I love seeing the that kind of stuff, the Asgard kind of stuff. But uh, but this whole thing between Kelda and Bill the Redneck. Yeah, there's like I a redneck barkeep I who fell in love that. with one of the Asgardians, and she loves it's him back. It's so and, stupid. Well, you don't buy it. No, why would this like it. total? This is like fucking Lady Galadriel, you know, falling in love with you know like fucking Joe the Plumber. Why did you look at Gilmore when you said that? No, not no. I'm just I'm talking to both dick, of you. Dude, I'm not. Dick, no, dick. I'm not gesturing you. Dick, total dick. You think I could date a plumber? Dude. The, um, I think it's uh, You know what I mean though It's, it's stupid exactly. It's unbelievable Because he hasn't shown us Anything more You know what I mean Like that character Is just kind of like A dumb yokel Yeah and, he's, uh, he's just A, bl a blubbering are, are idiot you, Are you jealous Yes um, He wants a hot goddess babe I like this Did you read Wolverine Weapon X You know Well in, in closing 601 uh. Thor's been banished We don't know if he's allowed Technically in Asgard isn't there anymore. Now we've got it in Latveria. Is Thor allowed in Latveria? What I'm excited mm -hmm. about actually mm -hmm. is the fact that the Warriors Three are now like, hey, they kicked out Thor, who we see as our king. Yeah, we're gonna go get him. Yeah, yeah. we're gonna follow Thor. Yeah, those four guys are gonna go have some adventures. I think it's something that Straczynski can have fun with. They're gonna go on some dungeon crawls. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Natural twenty. Did you read Wolverine Weapon X? Yeah, Is Wolverine Weapon X. We talked about, I think, a little bit last week, the week before. Oh, you did. But, um, but what you, what were your what was your take on it? I liked it a lot. But you, but see, my approach was that I didn't know a whole lot about the whole Weapon X thing. I kind of skipped a lot of X Men during the nineties. Yeah. I, I don't know that much about it either, but all I know is when I see a when I see a classic badass shredding up dudes, um, I'm in. Mm -hmm. I, I also like uh, I also like. Um, I like it when when comic books take something from the real world and slightly change the name. You know, like like so so um, uh, this group that is clearly based on Blackwater, right, has been changed to Blackguard. Oh, God. I just think that's hilarious. You know what I mean? <laughs> so anyway, these this this team of Adam Blackwater was what I was thinking of when I was talking about the uh, Ben Affleck Russell Crowe movie. Oh, yeah. Okay, so uh, I don't know this team of. Uh, I, I'm totally down to see Wolverine take on a team of adamantium, you know, wielding, you know, agents. It's like laser adamantium from yeah, this comic. Or whatever, we'll yeah. We'll see, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I liked it. I did not like Wolverine Noir. Have you read that? The Noir stuff, I don't get, like, I don't get the appeal of Marvel doing Noir versions of their characters. Like, it's dark. how, how so different cool. is it? I, I mean, I barely even flipped through these books. 
I don't know. Um, I I I haven't read any of them except this one, and I didn't like it. I thought the art was great, but uh, what is it? How different is it from the Marvel oh, Universe? Like Does fucking, it take place in the Marvel? No, Universe? it's like totally no. It's like totally alternate reality. It's like Wolverine's a fucking de- private of eye. He's, well, if you do noir, who? What else are you gonna do? That's the only job in the noir right. world. Right. <laughs> exactly. He's a private eye, and he has you know this you're, partner you're named that or, Dog. Like, or like an insurance and, adjuster, like. <laughs> Like, uh, I think you can get away with it. I'll fake the books. And, and you know, page <laughs> dame. page two, a dame walks in, you know, and I got a problem. That it's shit like, is uh, tired. Yeah, yeah. Beyond tired. But yeah. you read a book called Vikings, which I flipped Viking through. Vikings is fucking great. I, you know what? I'll tell you, I didn't pick it up because I did like the artwork, but Northlanders is the book I read. And you know what? There's only, you know, after you read Thor and Northlanders, how much more of this Rainbow Bridge shit can you read? You know, I read Northlanders for a while, and... Um, I couldn't hang in there right. with it. Uh, and were you reading it in trade or single issues? Single issues. I read it in trade and I and I dug it. Mm. Maybe I mean some books just work better as collectives. That's true. It was very true. Um, How is this? It's the book is gorgeous. I mean the art is great. The writing is good too. I I'm I'm in. I'm What's in it about? for at least. Uh, it's about these two two Vikings named uh, Tim Robbins uh, and Agil <laughs> and Agil and Finn. Are you kidding? No, they're two brothers. They're two Viking brothers. One of them's hosting the show on your website. <laughs> it's true, and uh, and um, and they're kind of what. What was really interesting to see in here is that there was a family dynamic. There was the grandfather, and then there was this younger brother who looked up to these two brothers, and you know, I want, I want to be a raider kind of thing, and you just kind of saw rape. This, Yes, exactly. I want to be a pillager. Like the Clone Wars you know, cartoon. And, and the grandfather is like, you know, this is a bad path, you know, the whatever. But it was well done. I mean, it sounds cheesy, but it was well done. Whatever. The guys, uh, you don't want to do this. Okay, you did it. Uh, no, no. But, uh, but but there's a very tragic ending to, to the, the the first Little issue. Little kid dies? Well, yeah. And, uh, and it's Very just, predictable it's ending very, to the first but, issue. <laughs> well, it's predictable because I set it up predictably. But, okay. um, but, um... You probably don't have to read it at this point, but uh, <laughs> it's fucking, it's good. I recommend it. Where do you it. think it's going? Um, you know, uh, Revenge Tale. It's got to be at least for the next few issues of Revenge Tale. You killed my younger brother. It's like you an know? American tale. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's, a, it's, but just feasting your eyes on the panels. <laughs> It's you feasting your mouth on the thing. It's good. It's good shit. Um, did you get? Did you get this? They gave it away for free at the comic store. Buck Rogers. No, dude. Um, Dynamite Entertainment. I didn't pay. I didn't. I didn't pay for it. Oh uh, yeah. No, Scott Beatty's usually a pretty competent uh, writer. So uh, this was free at my comic store. It says twenty five cents, but my dude totally gave it to me. And um, it's basically like a. It's a. It's like a zero issue of an upcoming Dynamite series based on Buck Rogers. And um, I got to tell you, the artwork, Carlos Rafael is doing this artwork, and this dude Carlos Lopez is is drawing, is uh, coloring it, and it reminds me of um, who's the name of the dude who did Civil War? McNiven. McNiven. It reminds me of a lot of. Look at this artwork, Gills. That's like McNiven style right there. That is McNiven. It's that's like McNiven really, style. Really McNiven. Yeah. Yeah, that's like a that's like a a little bit like a McNiven. And it, Not to be confused it, with McLovin. It reminds me of, like McNiven's artwork, but doing like a, a fear agent type of story. Because look, dude, that's an amoeba alien that he's fighting. You know what I'm saying? So it reminds me a little bit about fear agent, and uh, has, warriors has some, of plasm has some fear agent warriors of plasm, <laughs> and uh, and the McNiven style artwork. They've got a uh, they got a series starting up in June. Uh, so I I, I'm I'm looking into it. I'm looking forward to it because I kind of like that space and brain aliens type shit. Yeah, but I kind of gave up on the Dynamite books, you Dude. know, acquiring old properties. All they do is grab John Cassidy, make him pump out some art, some some covers, and they sell like. You know, I try, I try, I tried reading the Battlestar Galactica stuff those for Dynamite. Ass. Oh come on, you knew that. Not good. You know those are. I, yeah, that's what I'm Dude, getting guys, at. Okay, guys, the boys. I'm not buying another issue of the boys. And then and uh, enough I, is enough. I stopped at twelve. I think. I know, guys. I, I made it through thirty. Jesus. Enough is really? enough. I stopped at issue six. 
Enough is um, enough. And then, uh, what else? Highlander, you know, it was a property that I love, and Dynamite made a book about it, and I looked at it, and I was like, no. So I don't know if I can get on board with Oh, Rob. um, Kick-Ass Issue yes. 6 came out. Did you I haven't Kick-Ass? read it yet. Oh, my God, finally. It's at the bottom of my, of my stack. Kick-Ass Issue 6 came out, and guys, this is the book you love to hate. You know what I mean? Because, like, you're like, why, why, are, they hate make, it? why, why awesome. are they making a movie? It. it comes out every... Have you do read it? I read the first two. You issues. don't think it's good? Not after issue four? It's okay. It's like, eh. Um, they jumped the shark on something that could have been amazing. Why? What, what? When did they jump the shark? They got way too ridiculous with like a little girl who's like slicing people's heads in half. Shit like that where I was expecting something completely realistic. Well, yeah, I mean this issue takes... Like 100%. The, the beginning of this issue takes focus on her and her father, her training. This girl that's like not very believable. They try and make the, the, the training a little bit more believable. I'll read anything that John Romita Jr. does the artwork for. And then you have this guy, the Red Mist, and your main character, Kick-Ass. They've been running around since the last issue. And the little girl wants her father... They're going to go after the mobsters that killed her mother, right? Cool. It's like the revenge style. They, she wants, because she's a superhero person, she's like, you know, he's like, I, I allow you to wear the costumes... But this is very serious what we're doing. And she's like, well, I want to do a team-up. So she, they, they invite uh, Kick-Ass and the Red Mist to come over. And I got to tell you, the cliffhanger is not bad. There's one thing, whatever you say about Mark Millar and his writing or whatever you don't like, uh, the cliffhanger kicks ass in this issue. And, and, and in every issue, the cliffhangers have been all right. You know what I mean? So I like the book. I'll keep I'll keep reading it because no, it, it, it. considering it's coming out every four months, like it's not too yeah. bad on the. Page, I on the, I, on the I, I see your point about having the little kid. You wanted something hyper realistic. Yeah, just completely one hundred percent real. Because that's the way the first couple issues set it mm-hmm. up. Is that when he got his ass kicked, he got his ass kicked, right. and he was yeah. in the hospital. Well, this brings back some of the reality to that relationship, especially this cliffhanger. You'll see, like. I don't want to ruin things for Nari. How old is the chick supposed to be? Like Six, ten. eight, yeah, ten? Like You'll see. Ten. It's like, really? she, yeah. not, not, not young enough for Gilmore is what we're learning. <laughs> not young enough. Uh, I enjoyed it, but again, like for a book that only comes out every three, four months, like two, two three dollars ain't so bad on the pocketbook. So, you know. And finally, maybe this issue six just came out. You can finally collect it and trade. Although, Cliffhanger doesn't really tell you that. Um, video games. I what just, have you been playing? I just finished up Left 4 Dead and sent it. I game fly, so I just right. I just finished up Left 4 Dead and, and, and mailed it back. And I don't know what I'm trying to get a hold of Hawks. Have you seen Hawks? What is that? Hawks. Left 4 Dead isn't a game that you can do that with. Left 4 Dead is an experience. It's more of an arcade game. You gotta like, put that shit up on your shelf and look. What do you mean? What do you mean can't do what with? It's not really just like okay, I'm gonna run the campaign. I got the experience. The experience is like talking to people and yelling at each other and like going. You can replay that game all, all the time. I agree. I'm always uh, up for that. I really loved the game. I might pick it up and buy it, uh, but if it uh, give you a social pressure, it, it was ready for me. To, I was ready to move on to What's another. What's Hawks? Title. What is Hawks? Hawks is a. Uh, it's a. It's, it's Tony a. Hawk? It's a jet. It's top fucking Top Gun, dude. It's, it's Top Gun four person co op. <laughs> That's what Wait, it is. Four person co op. Yeah. Is there room for people in your plane for four people? <laughs> you get on the wing. Help! This isn't fun for me. <laughs> It's like one plane, but four people on it. Yeah. But so it's it's, it's a squadron. You and your yeah, buddies it's a are squadron. squadron. Yeah, you're in a squad. I, I don't know. I haven't played it yet, but it looks cool. They're, they're, you know what? I'm not into racing games, and I'm not into flying games and stuff like that. Like, like Hawks doesn't sound you that interesting. You never got ultra addicted to Mario Kart. Mario Kart's the one I got. Mario, Mario, Mario Kart Kart's mine. Hooks everybody. But I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you, this uh, game uh, that's coming up, this racing game, Fuel. Am I right with this? Fuel is like an attempt at an MMO racing game. Have you have you seen this no, game? I, I haven't seen it. It's um the GPS is sick. It's like a, it's like a cross country experience. When you log into Fuel, there are other people I think racing on the same tracks, and there are roads everywhere. So okay, you know uh, in an MMO, there's people just wandering everywhere, and sometimes you pick up a mission. Mm-hmm. In this way, you would pick up races. Oh, cool. Or circuits, or, or, or things like this. And so you're basically traveling a combination of roads, rivers, and different kind of craft. You know, yeah. motorcycle, dune buggy, cars. And you've got all these different roads, dirt roads, cement roads. It's a big bridges, open world. Just open world. That you can explore and, and pick, pick up, up races. races. Oh, that sounds that interesting. That puts you into different places. And i got to tell you, that the huge nature of this game is what's attractive to me. And... 
uh, I'm not a big guy for racing games. Mario Kart is the thing, and it'll be hard not to want to throw blue shells at people in this game. But yeah, having right. the fact ha- the fact that people are going to be all over the map in this game looks really attractive to me. I don't know if it's a pure, like, true MMO, like the game is just going to have as many people as can fit on that server or in that game, if it'll be limited to 36 people or whatever, but the map is so huge. Like, just looking at the GPS and looking at all the different paths that you can take, that that that's got to make me think that you could throw a million people on this server and it wouldn't get crowded. I mean, but it's can a I be a druid world. cleric? What I would like is for them to take the fuel kind of idea where it's expansive and make a Death Race 2000 game. Yeah. True 70s Death Race 2000 where you're like, okay, get from one side of the map to the other, doesn't yeah. matter how, and kill as many people as you can. Go. That'd be sweet. That'd be sick. That'd be awesome. I wouldn't be surprised if that was an expansion pack. <laughs> expansion pack. Kill, kill, behead. <laughs> Downloadable but, content. Uh, you know what? I, I, don't, uh, I don't get excited about all this stuff, but I'm excited for Punch-Out, of course. Yes. I'm excited for some of the games coming up. I got, I got Punch-Out uh, pre-ordered. I, I got to tell you, I went into GameStop, had $20 credit, spent it on Laura's Wii Fit. <laughs> she wanted it. Oh, really? It. Cool. Yeah, she's wanted it for her birthday. I was completely flat broke when her birthday came around. And I was like, yeah, I'll get you your birthday present. What do you want to watch? You want this, that? She wanted Wii Fit. That's a killer. That's a killer present. Wii Fit's cute. It's a good present. Yeah, okay. Have you used it? Because I walked in and I, I mean, I wanted like a game, you know, I wanted my shit. But I've never, I've never used it. Is, it, is it effective? You can play ours while I look at your ass. The Wii Fit, is it effective? I don't, I don't know. It I don't know. Be. What was your age on Wii Fit? Uh, 98? 42. No. Aww. Was it really? What's he, yours? I don't know. I haven't plugged it in yet, but I'll, I'll let you guys know. Gilmore, you, but you don't take care of yourself. What is this? Well, he's sick. No, 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 I'm talking about before that. <laughs> he didn't do it yesterday. <laughs> I've been telling Gilmore. What? And tell me if I'm wrong. Okay. okay. But, like, when you hit, like, 24, 25, 26, you got to work to stay in shape. Like, you know, when you're young, you're like, hey, I'm pretty fit, <sighs> this and that. Jesus Christ, yeah. Well, I'm telling you, you listeners, guys, as your friend, I mean, you, you guys it's are going to hit this 26, wall. 26, 27. You guys are going to hit this wall where you're like, holy shit, i got to work to stay in shape now. And it takes mm-hmm. longer to get back in shape. Mm-hmm. And so if you just get there and stay there, you guys will I... end up looking like John Bay style. But yeah. Gilmore, I'm telling you, I've been warning you, just got to do it, man. Do you drink a lot? Gilmore's like, I'm trim. He's not trim. Do you drink He's broke lot? and doesn't eat. Really. I had you know to stop I mean? drinking. I pretty much had to stop drinking. Right. Because it was just like the calories are just... Uh, and you get violent. Well, no, I don't get violent. <laughs> See, Gilmore's like, I'm Trenton and Finn. What, what he is, is he's out of shape, and he probably can't blow up a balloon, but he, <laughs> what? he, has, but he hasn't hit that wall yet. He can't blow up a balloon? <laughs> it's cardiovascular <laughs> is probably a joke. He's like, I'm done. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying, Gilmore. I'm saying right now, you're coasting. You're not going to be coasting forever. Right now, someone's watching this eating a Hot Pocket and drinking Co-Red. <laughs> I know. It's sweating. It's sweating. <laughs> and they got a moon pie in the microwave. It's one of those, like, fucking, uh, what's it called? The pizza roll, kid? <laughs> I'm seeing my monitor twice. <laughs> Dude, I... I, I just pukes on his wall. Yeah, you know, I know you guys already covered Caprica, but I have a story that I want to tell you. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, tell uh, us okay, a story. So I, How much time we got for a story? I got, like, eight minutes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tell right, us a little that's story. That's fine. That's fine. Okay, so... so uh, Monday night, the day before it came out on DVD on Tuesday, was the Paley Fest event, which is a which is a TV festival every year here. Yeah, and they do different nights. They do like a yeah. And each night is a different panel and a different show. Well, Monday night was um, the Battlestar Galactica slash Caprica panel. So it was Ron Moore and David Icke, the creators of both mm-hmm. series, and then cast from both series. each series. Okay. Okay. Great. So they um, they showed the Caprica you know pilot uh, on the big screen and it was great. I I liked it even better the second time I okay. watched it. And I didn't hate Zoe as much as I hated her when I wrote the review for Geekscape after the, our first watching, um, which you hated her too. Uh yeah, I mean I thought that that, that show was first half was fairly boring, but it, it picked up in there. You know, in my review last week, you guys saw it. It picks up at, towards the end, and you're like, wow, it's got some cool stuff towards the end. But um, it's not, not enough to get me to watch it, but some people are really enjoying it. Yeah, I'm totally down. Um, but uh, it was good. So then uh, I was I was excited to hear mostly, okay, because BSG is behind us. I went through that grieving process. Yeah. You know what? I think we all did. Okay? I was really excited. I went through it in season three. <laughs> to have a conversation uh, with, to hear the conversation about the new series. Well, unfortunately, we got Seth Green as our moderator. 
Oh, what Seth Green. What was that like? What was it he was, doing? It was not. It was not. Like, okay. There were ten people on the panel, and I swear to God, and if you followed me on Twitter, you would know because I was tweeting this the whole time. Um, Instead of enjoying it, Seth Green was only. Well, I couldn't enjoy it because right. you know um, he he was only addressing Ron Moore and David Icke, two people out of the ten yeah, the on cast the panel numbers and for the first. For the first 45 minutes of this 90-minute panel. Yeah, but the other guys are actors. He did, no, shut up. He did, Eric Stoltz is sitting, you know. Is, is an actor. Eric Stoltz is fucking great. <laughs> Eric Stoltz is great. Trisha Helfer sitting there. No, you're right. Grace, Grace you Park shit about is, series, is sitting. No, no. I see where Nars no, coming from. Uh, no, no, Jonathan. What is that? You, you, have, you have three people on the couch here. You have three people on the couch here, and you, right. you only talk to me for the first forty-five minutes of Geekscape, and Gilmore wouldn't let me. the other two people are saying, "Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just ridiculous." And 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 the people from Paleyfest kept handing him notes, like, "You like seriously engage like, the re- engage, engage the rest of them, right? Engage." Trisha well, Helfer is taking a nap. Yeah, <laughs> well, they were just totally out of it, and Eric Stoltz was and definitely it was, peeved. It was, it was and conscious. He, he was peeved. You, know, you said, yeah, you don't read about. He's like, why did I fly in for? You this? don't read about any of this in the reviews. No, I mean, he was just like, well, why am I here? Right. You, you know, exactly. why am I wasting my time? You know, I have had people you have on the a couch busy say schedule. That. Why yeah. am I on the couch? If Gilmore's going to talk the whole <laughs> and then time. Then this this is classic though. Paula Malcolmson, who played uh, Amanda Greystone, okay. the mother in, in Caprica, she's also Trixie on Deadwood. Okay. Okay. Uh, she's on the panel. When, when, when Seth Green finally... He just starts talking, huh? When he finally addressed the actors, he, he turns to Paul and he goes, he goes, I'm a huge fan of 24. And she goes, oh, yeah, um, that's another Paula Malcolmson. Um, I can see you really did your homework. And the whole crowd went, oh, because the crowd was picking yeah. up on the fact that the actors were just oh the crowd was very restless. In fact, if you, if you had searched Paley Fest or Seth Green on Twitter that night, you saw all the tweets from the people just in the crowd. Yelling like, what the fuck? Digitally is going yelling. On? Digitally Seth yelling. Green. Yes. Wow. Um. And 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 then when that happened, it was just it's like ev- everybody sitting there, epic fail. Uh, Seth Green just got pwned. You know that kind of deal. Wow. It, it was it was. But but curiously enough, that would have been funnier than. Robot chickens ever. It was been. the most enjoyable part of the whole thing. It's funnier than that robot chickens ever been. <laughs> um, but but none of the reviews from the Paley Fest panel that I saw on like TV Week or any of the websites it. mentioned this at uh, all. Damage control. So I just wanted to give a little exclusive. Yeah, a Thank little you. exclusive. A week later. Now you're not a shill. Now you're now you know to be critical, Nar. You will learn. To be critical at the expense of your of your career with You're me. You're turning you into a Sith uh, Lord. I am. I'm turning you into a Sith Lord. Wait, who's turning you into a Sith I'm Lord? I'm turning you into a Sith Lord. You're I'm trying hate. to turn me into yeah, a Sith. I'm like, don't love everything. Oh, cool. That makes me a Jedi. <clears throat> well, for now. Right. Uh, makes so, me a Sith apprentice. At least not. No, that's cool. You got to grow a little shit. Uh, so, guys. Uh, <laughs> guys, Nar Williams, everybody. He is the man. A very dear friend of the show. Very dear friend of mine. Uh, Brian Gilmore over here. And I got to tell you guys, um, let me now be the shill and tell you guys that the science of the movies yes. is May 26th, 9 p.m. Eastern on the Science Channel. You guys got to watch this thing. I'll definitely be uh, checking it out. That's a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So definitely be looking at that later on in, in uh, this coming month. But this coming Monday as well, May 4th, come to Geekscape and check it out or check it out on any of your video network sites. Like I, I don't know where we're going to put it up, but it'll definitely be on coming on uh, Crave Online. It'll definitely be on video sites like maybe YouTube or... It'll be on my site stu- too. Stuff like that. It'll, you'll sure. have it up on your site. They're letting us embed this show wherever we want. Yeah. So you guys take it, run with it, and just get it out there. It's called Heads Up. I'm writing the thing, doing some correspondent work, and my buddy right here is in the is in the spotlight. Nar, thank you. Very competent host. I've said that from the beginning, though. That, Thanks, like, brother. I really believed in you as a host. Thank you. And I'm glad that I can feed you words that then you, you then ignore <laughs> and butcher the delivery. I, of. I did. I, you were getting a little antsy when no, I was making I some changes I on I, set. I wasn't. No, I know. Okay, okay. <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> this is Nar. Nar does his lines, and uh, what what I do to fuck with Nar is uh, the director's already talked to him, yeah. and I come over to Nar and be like. He's telling fucking with you. I'm fucking with you. And then what I do is I go and I sit where, okay, there's the camera, 
Nara's talking to the camera, addressing uh, it as a host would, and there's a second camera over there. I make sure to be just on the edge of his peripheral vision, like up here, so he knows he I'm just looking at him. He was totally time. trying to psych me out, which, by the He's way, is why I failed the saltine challenge. <laughs> oh, really? That's fucking cute. psyching me out. Uh, I failed because I'm not Jason Nellis. He pwned that. Oh, he dude. was great. Oh. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's fun doing the show. It's fun fucking with you. Oh, it's fucking you, great. You, you did great under pressure. I can't wait to go shoot the next one. I can't wait to start writing it, I guess. <laughs> uh, so, guys, May 4th, be looking for that this coming Monday. And uh, of course, you can go to AchieveNerdvana.com, check out his stuff. Uh, check out this crazy goober and Viking show. Nerdbunker.com. Nerdbunker.com. Yeah. And then, uh, of course, we've got our own website, geekscape.net, where you can come and hang out, talk on the forums, buy some merch. Like the, You can't buy this shirt, but you will soon. And um, you can check out the articles that Gilmore puts up without letting me know that there are new writers with new Brand subjects. Brand new weekly column coming weekly. at Brand you. Brand new week. Uh, guys, guys, I go on the site. It's exciting and new to me too. So check it out. Every day there's new articles on there. Geekscape.net. You can also follow us on Facebook. Uh, go and become a fan of um, of, of uh, Geekscape on Facebook. And you know what else? Uh, on iTunes, I went and pre-ordered the new Green Day album, and I noticed we do not have a whole lot of reviews on iTunes for Geekscape. Hey. I think we're better today than we were when we got on iTunes. But not on so, Twitter, curious. So just know. go on iTunes and, and write some reviews. Just you know, that fucking Australian guy. Write some reviews. Write some reviews. Guy. Write some reviews of uh, Geekscape on, on on iTunes and uh, and all that. So that's basically all the talking I can do. All right, cool. Twitter.com/narwilliams. Hey, oh! You the, were just waiting for that. <laughs> for those of you guys who believe in the destruction of interpersonal contact and actual ballot information with content. Nar Williams is on Twitter. Yes. We are too, but don't look for updates. What's our Twitter, by the way? Jonathan London. Why is Jonathan not London? Geekscape, then, no, it's, it's another dude. Yeah, no, no, there's a there's Some other dude. He's guy, the guy who yeah. owns .com. No, we're Geekscape, so I don't fucking care. Geekscape Net? And here's the thing. Like, like Big Yanks is updating it. I just gave it to one of the <laughs> listeners to update. It's like our MySpace. Jake does our MySpace. Well, Jake is confident. Big Yanks does our Twitter. <laughs> If you want to see a man's life falling apart, follow Geekscape on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> He's using it for his own personal venting. My world is crumbling! Oh, my wife left me. How do you know? Did he tell you? Yeah, there's some shit going on. Yeah, some serious shit. I feel for you. We'll see you guys next week with our review of Wolverine. X-Men Origins. <laughs>